and welcome to the FM Global Resilience is a Choice podcast. I'm Steve McGrath. Now imagine that a major disruption, say a violent windstorm or a flood, strikes one of your company's most important locations. Is your company ready? The answer may determine your stock value over the long term, according to independent research commissioned by FM Global. If you are ill-prepared for the storm and suffered significant financial damage, your company likely saw a decline in shareholder value over the next year. That's even if you had insurance. If, on the other hand, you had been resilient and resisted storm-related financial damage, your stock may even have risen in the year after the storm. Here to break down this important finding on the linkage between resilience and stock value is Brett Anell, Executive Vice President at FM Global. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Steve. Thanks, and thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you today on this important topic. So let's jump right in. FM Global is a commercial property insurer, but today we're talking about shareholder value. What is uh, the connection? The connection, Steve, really starts with the fact that many of the companies that we insure are large global companies. Therefore, somewhere in the world, they're likely exposed to the effects of Mother Nature. If you have a location in one of those areas, it's really not a matter of if you get hit, it's more a matter of when. So how well your company is prepared for that event really makes all the difference in the world as to how your investors are going to respond post-event. If you simply ignore the exposure or rely on hope and ultimately sustain a lot of damage and disruption, shareholders will hold you accountable and they're going to penalize you for it. And the result is you'll see a significant drop in company value that's bound to endure long after the event's over. Because you may have hundreds of facilities all around the globe, and it really comes down to you can't fix everything. So it comes down to ultimately prioritizing where your, your value of where your investment is going to have the most bang for the buck and ultimately protect your greatest assets across your value chain. Let's take an example. Let's say um, the next windstorm, the hurricane, typhoon, cyclone, knocks my company out of business for a couple weeks and it happens to others in my region and my insurance covers the outage and covers that two weeks of lost revenue, what happens next according to the research? Well, kind of on the surface, you would think that an event like that happens and everybody's impacted by it and it doesn't seem like that long. Hey, I've got insurance. You know, everything's going to be fine. But interestingly, per the findings of the research, a full year from now, your shareholder value will be down 5%. And what if my business is just out of service for an hour or two and the business isn't really hurt? In this case, you're likely not going to see any effect. But again, it comes back to making the choice of resiliency, which is often the difference between incurring a major disaster with lasting consequences, as in the previous scenario you just laid out, or simply having a minor disruption that requires a little bit of cleanup, as in this last scenario. Is this linkage between resilience and stock price a new phenomenon? I'd say it is to a large degree because traditionally damage from an extreme weather event has often been dismissed as simply bad luck with very few consequences on stock price. But investors today have definitely evolved and now understand that property loss is largely preventable. So now incurring a significant loss can be viewed as a sign of bad management that likely made a choice to simply ignore the exposure and that ultimately bodes ill for the future. And you think about it, that's ultimately what stock value is based on, is the future. It's probably worth jumping into the methodology a little bit. Want to walk us through just the highlights of the method? 
we commissioned an analytics firm, advisory firm, uh, Pentland Analytics last year to look at over 50 large publicly traded companies that reported financial damage to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission in their 10K annual statements uh, following the three very large 2017 hurricanes, Harvey, Irma, Maria. And what the research showed was these companies saw their shareholder value drop by 5% over the ensuing year. But the problem, however, wasn't the physical or immediate revenue loss they incurred, as that would have likely been covered by insurance. It was in the fact that investors lost confidence in future cash flow. And ironically, we found the same information when we looked at recent major flood events, and we just issued a news release on those findings as well. So investors are effectively saying, Mr. or Ms. Uh, senior Executive, you had a choice as to whether or not you were going to be a victim of that big storm or a survivor. And in that sense, you have some control over how, the, how bad the damage is going to be. That's correct. It really comes back to a basic premise again, that the majority of all loss is in fact preventable and loss doesn't need to be an inevitable or fortuitous event. And if you let significant damage happen, you should have done better if you weren't resilient, if you didn't choose to prevent loss. That's right. Um, and, you know, in today's business environment, management and their companies are ultimately going to be held accountable. In the case of these same hurricanes, in the first analysis, you folks looked at public companies out there, as it were. Um, but you also dug deeper and looked at all of FM Global's clients, clients who had property in the areas affected by those hurricanes. What did you find there? Well, first keep in mind that we make engineering recommendations for all the companies we work with. Advice to help them protect against property loss like hurricanes, flood, fire, mechanical breakdown, and so forth. And as you said, we looked at a separate data set of all of our clients who had property in the 2017 hurricane zones. And, and what we found was the clients who had not reported any damage on their 10Ks had heeded our advice for wind and flood risk much more than those who had reported damage. So let me say it again, but just slightly differently. Clients who followed our engineering advice and made their companies resilient were less likely to report hurricane damage on their 10Ks than clients who hadn't started or finished implementing our advice. What did you see in terms of shareholder value? Those who followed all of FM Global's property protection advice outperformed those who hadn't got to say all of it yet by by about 10% in the year after the hurricanes. But I think it's important to point out that I did say all of our advice and not just some of our advice. And the point really being that if you get in a boat with four holes in it and you only patch up three of them, you're still gonna sink. So it really comes down to completing the entire job. So at the end of the 12 month span, what we found was their shareholder value had risen by 7%, while those who had yet to follow all of our advice saw their value drop by 3%. So that's a 7% increase versus a 3% decrease or a 10-point spread, and that's largely attributable to superior resilience. Um, so you think about it, that's real money. Those who followed all of our advice added on average 1.9 billion US dollars to their valuations in that ensuing year, while those who were less protected saw their valuation fall by an average of 1.4 billion US dollars. So that's a spread of 3.3 billion dollars, which again, real money. So all that was about hurricanes or typhoons or cyclones as the case may be. 
all the same, all synonymous. So lack of resilience means falling shareholder value. Resilience means superior shareholder value, potentially. Briefly on the flood side, you did some research there as well. What did you see there? It's interesting. For flood, we saw a 5% drop in shareholder value for companies reporting financial damage. And again, Pentland looked at about 71 public companies with at least $3 billion U.S. billion in revenue that had suffered financial damage from one of, the, one of a number of flood events. After 12 months, their shareholder value had fallen by 5% which is equivalent to about a total of 82 billion US dollars. So real money again. How would you sum up the takeaway here for companies occupied by the pandemic to a large extent, but should be thinking about other things as well? Well, it's a great question. I, I think with so many distractions right now as we're going through right now, but you think about it, given the substantial value at risk and the aftermath of what is generally a preventable loss, it's really incumbent on business leaders to do everything they can ahead of time to protect their assets and to act swiftly afterward to minimize any damage. And if they don't, really the inescapable verdict is they're failing to protect long-term owner value. So really, you know, it does come down to it's all about resilience, staying in business in the face of a potential disruption and then rebounding quickly if you need to. And ultimately, as the research has kind of proven here, investors really do value that. Awesome. That is a, a great thought to um, wrap up with. Thank you very much for joining us today, Brett. Really appreciate your time and your insights. Thanks, Steve. It was a pleasure, and uh, thanks for having me.